Welcome to the Profitable Nutritionist Podcast, where your host and fellow nutritional therapy practitioner, Andrea Nordling, teaches you how to grow a sustainable, impactful, and consistently profitable health and wellness practice by following her proven formula. Oh, it's so juicy. We are talking big mistakes that cost you money today. (laughs) How fun is that? You're like, no, don't tell me about not making money. No, no, no. It's all good. We are going to talk about these three big mistakes that keep a lot of holistic nutritionists and health coaches broke for a long time. We're going to talk about them so you don't make these mistakes. And I'm also going to tell you exactly how to avoid them. So it's all for the greater good that we face these head on today and talk about them. In fact, when you understand these three mistakes and you can see them for what they are and avoid them yourself, you are going to make money so much faster and have so much more fun in your business. I promise. And I'm going to tell you what these are. Like I said, I'm going to tell you how you are overcomplicating them unnecessarily and making these mistakes, probably at least one of them. I don't I don't know that I've met many people who aren't making at least one of these mistakes in their business, and then you're going to fix it. Deal? All right, cool. You know, your bank account and your stress level are going to tell you if you are proficient at avoiding these three mistakes. For most of us, like I said, there's at least one that we're doing over and over again, but don't worry if it's even all three in the beginning. You can easily learn how to avoid them and be making a lot more money as a result. I know what you want. Like, I'm just going to start this episode by saying I totally know what you want because it's the same thing that I want and that most of my students want, which is a simple business, a business that feels simple and it's also profitable. Now we're emphasizing the word simple over and over here, my friend, because that really is the key. You didn't get into business thinking, how can I make this as complicated as possible for myself? How can I learn the most complicated online marketing techniques in the universe and feel like a failure if I'm not great at them? No, of course not. You want it to be simple. And your clients want simple too. Remember that they are a mirror for your beliefs. Go back to episode one if you haven't listened to it already. Your clients are always going to mirror your beliefs and they want simple. You want simple. We're all on the same page. The simpler that we can get results in whatever goal that we have, whether it's a health goal or business goal or anything else, the better. We always want simple. The problem is you don't know how and you think it's hard on some level. Because we all kind of think this, right? We're like, I don't know how to do it, and it seems really hard. So what seems like a good idea when we're thinking these thoughts is to learn more, 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 learn, 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 research, 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 get more options, take more courses, maybe another certification. Okay, fine, two certifications. When I have these next two certifications, then I will feel ready. Sound familiar? (laughs) Or we think we have to talk to more people and we need a bigger audience. That's it. That's what we need. We need to be a phenom at internet marketing, an Instagram influencer, and we need a bigger audience, right? This is what we tell ourselves. Or we think all of the strangers on the internet need to be coming to find us. Otherwise, we're doing it wrong. I hear this from so many people. They're like, well, I am working with people, but um, it's just referrals from my friends and family. Like as if that doesn't count. What? No, that's the best. Okay. Okay. That's a podcast episode for another day. (laughs) Let's get back on track. Again, we think that there are solutions to this problem that is hard or that we don't know what to do, such as network with people that are bigger names or bigger businesses, like get in front of their audiences. That seems hard, though, for most of us. Or just 
perpetually working for free with friends and family forever until we feel ready. Have you had this thought too? Like, well, if I just have a few more free clients, then I'll feel ready. Then I'll really have my process down. Or you incessantly work on your backend processes forever. Like you have the most intricate and professional bookkeeping system and client onboarding process that has ever been created, although it has not seen a client. (laughs) There's no money in the accounts that are being tracked with this amazing bookkeeping system that you have, but it's there. Your onboarding is impeccable. It's never onboarded anyone, right? This is what we do. We think it's very, very prudent to work on backend processes when we don't even have clients yet. We refine our website to death. We edit our website to death. It's never quite ready. Here's the spoiler. It's never going to feel ready. I am six years into this business and my website feels like it's not ready, but it's, it's doing just fine. I promise. We call all of this passive action because nothing is really produced other than uncertainty and facing more decisions. This is a real, real problem. I'm going to get to the three mistakes in a minute, but I just want you to really wrap your head around this. What we think the solution is to the problem of not knowing how to grow our business and thinking it's hard, the solutions our brain goes to is like learning more, getting more options, researching more, talk to more people, take more courses, get more certifications, more information, more information. It's a terrible idea to indulge in that. However, because Those research sessions and learning more and more information just gives you more decisions to make. Then you have more options that you didn't even know about before when you thought there were a lot of options. Now, this research introduces entirely new scenarios and more decisions to be made, which puts you into more research mode. And the circle of research goes on forever. Passive action. It feels like it's productive. It feels like you're working, feels like you're doing something, but nothing is actually created. More clients are not created. More results are not created for you to evaluate. Practice on your process is not created. Money certainly is not created, right? Oh, it's just so frustrating. What is created, though, is a lot of evidence is collected that it's hard. Like You're just making it hard. I'm just making it hard when I do this. Straight up, you're just making it true. The thought in the first place was, I don't know how, and it's hard. And then what's created through the process is total validation that you don't know how and it's hard. (laughs) And this is what our brains do, right? Our brains are fantastic at compiling evidence that supports whatever it is we already believe. That's just something we have to understand about how our minds work and how we have evolved as a species to really look for evidence that supports the beliefs we already have. We know this. We don't have to even get political. With any examples, as I say that, I'm sure your mind went to it, because mine certainly did, that we collect evidence for what we already believe. We surround ourselves with all of the reasons it's already true, and your brain does this so many times a day that you don't even realize it. But it for sure does it in your business when you're thinking the thought that it's hard or you don't know what to do. It will compile a lot of evidence to support that and make it hard make sure that you don't know what to do. The actual problem here, though, isn't that you don't know what to do or that it's hard. The problem is that you're making the number one mistake over and over again that we're going to talk about here, and you think you're actually making progress even though you don't have money coming in. So here's the number one mistake that many, many holistic nutritionists and health coaches make that cost them so much time and money. It is not deciding. I told you, we were going to keep this really simple. You probably thought that this was going to be something 
mind-blowingly complicated. It's not. It's very simple. Not deciding is the number one mistake. What? I know. Okay, hear me out. In your business, in the beginning, there are a few foundational decisions that you need to just quickly make and move on. And not making these decisions quickly and researching them to death is a big, big mistake. I don't want you to make this. It seems productive to be very prudent and researching all your options, but really your brain is just keeping you from making a decision and then taking action on it. Huge mistake. So some of these decisions are like what you are going to call your business. Like what's your business actually going to be called? What is your website URL going to be? These are all branding questions, right? We've really overcomplicate this. What kind of business entity are you going to have for tax purposes? You're getting your bank account information set up. All of this is very, very simple to handle and just make a decision and move on. But our brains are really overcomplicated. And then we get into the realm of niches. Guys, I have so much to say about deciding on a niche. We will have many episodes about this topic upcoming, but just know that this is a decision that keeps so many people from making money in their business unnecessarily because they're making this mistake and not just deciding they're researching forever or feeling like they need another certification so that they're qualified to pick a certain niche or, you know, whatever that looks like. So unnecessary. Another decision that keeps people stuck for way too long is pricing and or what to sell. So are you going to do one-on-ones? Are you going to have a group program? Is it going to be an online course? And then the options go on and on and become like, like they multiply even. There become more and more of them the more research is done into one type of offer. All of a sudden you realize that there's even more options. Like what? No, I didn't even know that that was a possibility. Now I need to research that and research that. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like the endless research loop that happens when we're not deciding. Making a decision and moving on causes so much stress and wastes so much time. Uh, Oh, this is such a big one. Websites and software. I see so many talented and passionate practitioners that just want to help people, but they get way too caught up in the tech side of setting up their business or anything tech at all, and they don't make the kind of impact that they want, certainly not the income that they want because of the tech worries and being spinning on tech decisions. Please do not do this. Again, we will go into a lot of detail in an upcoming episode about exactly how to streamline these decisions and what I recommend, but just know that not deciding is the real problem here, okay? It's just not making a decision and moving forward. It seems very productive not to make the decisions because it feels like you're you're being such a great business owner. You're just researching all of the options, getting all the certifications, getting all the systems in place. But really, what your brain is doing is keeping you in passive action, doing things that feel productive, but no money and no clients are actually produced. And it's really not putting you out there where judgment could be a factor. Because that's what we really all feel in some level in our business, is that we're fearing the judgment of other people. What are they going to think about me if I do this? And if we never do this, we're always just researching and we're always still setting up shop and never actually get to the point where we're making offers or talking about our business, then we never really face that rejection. This is what our brain thinks. It's totally untrue, but it's what 
happens for so many people. Big mistake. Mistake number one is not making decisions. Now, the reframe for this, the way to make sure that you don't make this mistake is to understand that the only wrong decision that you can make is not deciding. That's the only wrong decision. We have so much freedom in our businesses. Really, there's not a decision that you can make that you can't undo later, that you can't adjust if you need to. It seems like this is very high stakes, especially when it comes to what you're going to name your website or your niche or what your pricing is going to be. This seems like make or break kind of stuff in the moment, but that's not true. Let me just give you so much peace and reassurance that nothing is undoable and this is not life or death. So the only wrong decision is not deciding. By not deciding, your brain is already ensuring that you won't succeed in advance. It's failing in advance. Don't fall for that. This is just what our brains do. We have human brains that want to keep us safe. They want to keep us out of harm's way. Stay in the cave, away from the saber-toothed tigers. <laughs> this is, you know, this is a really primal instinct is to not go out on a limb. We'll mix all of the metaphors here always, don't worry. And you just need to be aware of it, okay? Your brain wants you to not make a decision so you can keep setting up shop and stay in passive action, but you understand that that is the number one mistake that you could make. And so you've just decided right now that you're gonna always decide. See what we did there? You just decided that you're gonna always decide and move on. Okay, now big mistake number two is a little sneaky. I mean, some people never even get here because believe me when I tell you that I see people spend years in the research phase of their business before they even get to the point where they're making or not making mistake number two, and that is not taking imperfect action. So mistake number two that keeps many, many amazingly competent holistic nutritionists and health coaches from making money in their practice is not taking imperfect action. It used to be that I would teach this as not taking action, but here's the deal. The action is always going to be imperfect, so let's just call it what it is. It's imperfect action. Again, our human brains want us to only take massive action when it is perfected and when we know it's going to be executed perfectly. That's what our brains want, so we don't take the action. This is the big mistake number two is not taking action because we want it to be perfect and it never will be, spoiler, so we just don't take the action. The reframe here is that you call it what it is, which is imperfect action. So if you call it that and you think about it in terms of the fact that the first time you do something, it will be an imperfect action. For sure, it will be imperfect. And when you acknowledge that and you set the intention that you understand it, it takes so much pressure off. It's never going to be perfect anyway. That's not what we're going for because it doesn't have to be. So just acknowledge that in your brain that it's going to be imperfect action. You will know for sure that this is a mistake that you are making and something that you really need to look at if you are constantly avoiding taking massive action because you are very nervous about the judgment of other people, especially them judging you for your things not being perfect. Any things, your website, your offer, your pricing, the way that you say things, the way that you explain them, the way that you show up on a consult call, for example. The th if the thought of people judging your website or your content or your approach or your choices or your career, if any of that is paralyzing to you, that's when you know that you are making this mistake. 
because you're expecting it to be perfect and you're really having uh, very unrealistic expectations for yourself, but for anyone, really. So here's what I like to do with my clients. When I see that they are in this perfection loop and we get there, you know, it's, it's sneaky. We can fall, we can be really out of it for a while and then fall back into this pattern. It happens sometimes. And so when I'm coaching someone on this, I always ask them how they would counsel their clients if their clients were having the same problem. Remember, your clients will always be a mirror for your beliefs. So if you believe things have to be perfect or they're not worth doing at all, (laughs) then your clients will think that things have to be perfect or aren't worth doing at all. It will always be that way. Health and wellness is a great is a great industry for us to talk about exactly what this looks like because what people do or do not eat is often very it's like is black and white. It's either good or bad, all in or totally in screw it mode. We know what this sounds like, right? So if your clients have decided that if everything isn't going to be perfect, then they're just going to go into screw it mode and eat all of the things that they weren't going to eat. For example, how would you counsel your clients about that? They were having this perfectionist thinking. And they were in this trap where things had to be perfect or they wouldn't take action at all. How would you coach them on that? How would you help them? What would you tell them? Would you tell them, yes, that's a a great idea. You shouldn't take action if it's imperfect. You shouldn't even try. You shouldn't do something if it's going to be half-assed. Don't even even attempt. (laughs) Doesn't that sound ridiculous? But that's what we do to ourselves when it comes to our business and it comes to imperfect action to take towards those massive actions that are going to actually make money and get results. You know what they are. If this is a mistake that you're making, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know what those things are on your to-do list that you keep punting to the next day, and then you move it to the next day, and the next day, and you, you can always find a toilet that needs cleaning or something else that needs to be researched before attacking the thing. Those are the things that you need to be doing first and you need to be doing them imperfectly so that you can get better at doing it. All right, passive action is the safe stuff. There's a place for it. It's important at times, but massive action is what's actually going to get you results. It's gonna make you money, it's gonna get you clients, and it's going to make everything you do in your business go so much faster and easier in the future because you'll get so much better at it by practicing and evaluating, which we're going to talk about next. But you have to have some sort of experience or data to work from to get better. I always think about my first real estate closing when I think about imperfect action. So I have to tell this little story. So um, in case you don't know, I started out as an entrepreneur when I was 22 years old as a real estate agent, first of all. And then within four years, I had transitioned into uh, a real estate broker, had my own brokerage with agents in my company. But at first, this first closing, when I was 22 years old, is what I'm thinking of. I had gone through a 90-hour certification course. I knew exactly how to stay out of jail. (laughs) I knew exactly what to do on the paperwork and how to make sure everything was legal. I knew all of these things. I had passed the test. I was ready to go. But I had no idea what a closing was like. So somehow I landed clients. I sold them a house. I mean, I was a baby. Can you even imagine? How did this happen? It did. So I had my first closing. The morning of my first closing, I was representing the buyers. So the listing agent that was representing the sellers called me this morning. I'm sure I was 
putting on my most professional looking blazer at this exact moment. As I recall it, that's probably what was happening when I got this phone call. This agent called me and she was irate. And she said, listen, the closer at the title company does not have a package yet. And we're closing in two hours. And I panicked. I was like, what is a package? What is she talking about? She's using words I don't know. That was not in my certification course. Nobody told me what a package is. I am such a fraud. Everybody's going to see that I don't know at all what I am doing. And it's all coming crashing down. These are my, like within two seconds, these are all my internal thoughts, right? So I learned what a package is that day. The closing went through. Everything turned out okay. And from that point on, I knew that word. I knew that terminology. And the reason I always think about that example is because I could not research or learn my way to what that was. I had to experience it. It had to be imperfect action. I had to be having that first deal, my first sweaty armpits, real world experience where I was learning and it was very imperfect. And then I got so much better that I had my own company within four years and had agents working for me. But I never would have gotten there if I wasn't willing to take very imperfect action up front and learn what I didn't know. Same is true for your business. Don't ever forget that. Okay, so like I said, if you are making this mistake, you are really avoiding the imperfect action, playing it safe, trying to figure out how to not have to put yourself out there on some level. And then your clients are also going to be reflecting that because they are going to want perfect detailed meal plans, for example, and then they'll quit as soon as they fall off the wagon and it's not perfect. Then they'll just quit. They'll think they're a total failure if they eat a cookie. And so then they'll just completely bail on themselves, right? You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. You may have experienced it yourself. I certainly have many times. And that's just because they think it has to be perfect or they shouldn't do it. And they're reflecting that back to you. If you have clients like this, it's because on some level you feel that way. So what do you do differently? Ugh. You just understand that you have to get messy and that it's going to be imperfect. The expectation that you should be able to do things perfectly that you've never done before is what's causing the problem here. Because it's that expectation that is so unrealistic that's causing the panic. And it just doesn't matter. Just know that it's going to be imperfect, but it's all going to work out and you're going to get so much better. And then in the future, you're going to tell stories about that first real estate closing (laughs) It was so embarrassing, but it's okay. It's a full circle moment. So if you are making big mistake number two, not taking massive action, just remember, I cannot overstate this. You shouldn't know all of the answers. You should be doing things imperfectly in the beginning. We all do. It's totally okay. All right, so let's get on to the big mistake number three. If you are anything like me, this is the one that's going to be your Achilles heel. It certainly has been for me. Um, And that is not evaluating data along the way. Here's what I mean by that. If you are making this mistake, you are making decisions and then you are taking imperfect action and then your brain is saying nothing is working and you believe it, even though it's totally a lie. And then you go back to the drawing board and you make a new decision and you try something else and you take more action. And then you go back to the drawing board and you have a new niche or a new offer or create a new course or a new program or a new anything and then taking perfect action on that. And then your brain tells you nothing is working. It's not working because our brains are always going to say that our human brains really want to keep us safe in the cave 
away from all of the dangerous things. And so it will always default to some negative thoughts. This is just the way our brains work. We have to understand that. So it's okay. If you know that that's what it's always going to default to, then you have to have a systematic way to question if it's true or not. And that's where evaluating comes in. If you are making the mistake of not evaluating, it is costing you a lot of money, just like it was for me. When I changed this and I added the step of evaluating all actions in my business, big or small, everything changed. Because what I realized was, oh, this is working. I am doing a lot of things that are working. And then I knew what to double down on. And I knew when something wasn't working, I was making calculated assessments based on data and not on emotions, by the way, because I have a process for evaluating, which is what I teach my students. When I was actually using a process and I was using data, then I knew what to tweak and what to change and do differently next time. Not because my brain was just telling me this isn't working. This is shit. You're bad at this. It's hard. Let's do something else. This niche isn't working. We need a different course. Like, No, of course not. None of that was actually true, but I didn't know to question it. When I started questioning it, I realized a lot of the things I was doing were working. I just needed to do more of those. And then the things that weren't working, I needed to replace with different imperfect action. I did not need to go back to the step of remaking the decision and neither do you. Right, so big mistake number three is not evaluating. And I would also add to that, not evaluating and going back to the decision step. No, 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 no. If you are struggling with this, here's what it'll look like for you. You're throwing all the spaghetti at the wall all the time, doing all of the things, and you are mentally exhausted. Your brain says nothing is working and you really have no idea what worked and what didn't work. So you just believe it. You're like, yes, this is awful. Even if you're making money and getting clients, you can still have this thought that everything is awful. It's just not working. Our brains are crazy. It's absolutely insane. Or you could be having this thought that you can't repeat your successes. This is a sneaky one, but know that if you're not evaluating properly, this is another thing your brain can say. It might acknowledge that you are having some success, but it'll say it's not sustainable. It was a fluke. That's a key that you need to be evaluating. I promise it'll change everything. If you have a tendency to want to start everything over from scratch with every new idea that comes along that you see somebody talking about or a course about or a training about, if you want to follow all of these rabbit holes, you know you need to be evaluating. Be on to yourself. Um, it also will show up if you have a ton of different offers. So if somebody goes to your website and they have five to 10 different ways that they can work with you or buy things from you, means you're not evaluating. I promise there just needs to be one. <laughs> All roads lead to Rome. There only needs to be one. If there's a ton of different offers, you are confused and you're making them confused. Do not do this. If you are a serial network marketer, <clears throat> said by someone who's a serial network marketer, <laughs> um, you may not be strong in the evaluation department. Let's just leave it at that. This is where, like I said, I have had the, to work the hardest to develop these skills, but it has been so worth it. And constraint and evaluation and having an actual process for knowing what's working and what isn't is a game changer. So I want you to not make this mistake of never evaluating and hiding from your numbers and thinking that it's hard to evaluate. I don't want you to make that mistake. It will cost you so much money and so much time unnecessarily. If you are always on the hunt for the right thing, instead of realizing that you just need to make the thing you're already doing right, then you're making it hard. I'm gonna say that again. If you're always on the hunt for the right thing, 
instead of realizing you just need to make the thing that you're already doing right, you're making it harder than it has to be. And guess what? If that's how you're thinking, then your clients are going to be doing the exact same thing. Of course, they will be a mirror for your beliefs. So if you're thinking it's not working and you're just assuming that and going back to the drawing board, your clients are going to do the same thing. They're going to just quit. They're going to assume that they're not making any progress if you don't show them and teach them how to evaluate the progress that they're making. Think about this in your process. Do you have some dedicated criteria that you will go over with your clients to help them evaluate their process or their progress rather along the way? Because if you don't, they are going to, just like you and just like me, they are going to assume it isn't working even when it is because that's what our brains tell us. It's just, it's just the way of it. We just need to understand. Now, I'm thinking about uh, in my personal life how I have taught this evaluation process. I have a very simple three-step evaluation process that I teach to my students. And I have taught that same process to my kids as we're homeschooling. Words I never thought I would say, but that's a story <laughs> for another day. We are homeschooling. And I love the fact that I get to teach them how to evaluate what's working and what's not working in our homeschool process so that we can make decisions together in an informed way, not in an emotional, reactive way, but using actual, you know, an actual formula and some data to find out what's working. I love that I can teach them this because I wish someone had taught this to me a long time ago. You get to do the same thing. When you learn this evaluation technique and you realize how important it is in your business and in every area of your life, because you'll understand that your brain just automatically says nothing's working and you need to question that always, then you get to teach it to your kids. You get to teach it to your clients. In fact, I encourage all of my students to teach this exact technique to their clients. Like it's, there's no mystery about it. I say, you use this and then you teach it because this will change everything for their results. And that is going to be good for your business. People get better results. They send more referrals. They are happier clients and everything is going to be better for them and for you. Obviously, that's what we want all the time, right? Okay, so let's land this plane on the three biggest mistakes. Remember, we think that the problem here in our business, if we're not making enough money or if things are seeming hard, we think the problem is that we don't know how or that it just is hard. The business just is hard. But really, it's making these three mistakes over and over again, not making decisions, researching for forever, perpetual research mode and never making decisions being mistake number one. Mistake number two, not taking imperfect action. Mistake number three, not evaluating those actions properly or going back to the decide step. <laughs> No, 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 no. You go back to different imperfect actions maybe, but not back to the decide phase. When we're making those mistakes over and over again, that is making things hard, okay? Business isn't hard. It's making those mistakes and overcomplicating things that is hard. So when you develop the skill of constraint and focus, for example, you are going to get so much better at just innately avoiding these mistakes. You're going to trust yourself that you know what you're doing and that it's not that hard. Like You can keep it simple. You start to trust yourself. Oh, I do see that there's a process here and I actually do know how to do it. You also are going to develop the skills of courage and discipline because it takes some balls to take imperfect action, right? Sometimes you put yourself out there a little bit. We never actually get the amount of judgment and criticism that we think we may incur I promise you, it's never as bad as we think it's going to be because people really aren't paying that close of attention to any of us like we think they are. 
But yeah, it does take a little bit of courage, a little discipline to do things that you don't want to do, even when they're hard. And that's okay. It takes discipline to properly evaluate those actions after you take them and know what you want to do more of, what you can let go of, what to tweak, do differently next time. It takes a little discipline. You got to use your brain a little bit. You got to put your mind to it and really evaluate some data. But the magic happens when you do them. And then you start to do it faster and faster without even thinking about it. You're not doubting your decisions anymore. You're not revisiting or second guessing those decisions. Really, you have created trust with yourself that you do know how. And it's okay if it's hard at first. It's okay if it's imperfect. Of course it's imperfect. It's imperfect for everyone, right? Remember that. It won't be hard forever. And you can do hard things anyway, so it's no big deal. And then you'll teach this to your clients. Even if you're not actively teaching the concept to them, you will be modeling it in the way that you show up. So you're teaching even if you're not teaching. Remember that too. So how can you see your clients or your future clients overcomplicating their process or getting stuck making some of these mistakes? I bet you can kind of see how that pattern is developing, right? I want to end this with an exercise to kind of solidify the change in your thought process around these mistakes. Always want to leave you with something that you can actively do to get better. So here's what you're going to do. I want you to make a list of all the areas in your life, past and present, where you do trust yourself and you do trust your decisions and where you do hard things. So kind of a three-part three list here. And I really encourage you to do this with paper and pencil if you can. Digital is also fine though. For sure, do not do this mentally because it doesn't have the same significance and then you won't be able to revisit it later. This is something you're gonna reread over and over again. So make a list of all the areas in your life, past and present, where you do trust yourself and your decisions and where you do hard things. And then when you think you're done, say, what else? What else? Where else do I do this? And then ask, when you think you're finally at the end of the list, say, what would other people say that I do that's hard? What would other people say about this, about me? And then what else? And what else? And really challenge your brain on this to come up with evidence of how you already are resourceful and you already do know how and you already keep things simple and you already take imperfect action and it's okay. And you already figure out new things even when they're hard. And where you do evaluate your results instead of just starting over, right? Our brain always wants to think that it's not working and that we don't know how until we can change the way that we think about things very intentionally by doing exercises like this, where we are collecting evidence on the opposite. We're collecting evidence. You are very, you're right now, what you're going to be doing when you're doing this exercise is you are going to be very consciously compiling evidence like an attorney in court to present your case that actually none of that is true. And you do know, you already do know how to do this in so many areas of your life and you're already a rock star. And when you do this, then you'll model it for your clients and they'll do the same thing. In fact, teach it to your clients. Best way to learn something as we know is to teach it. Oh, right. That was a good one, guys. I feel like we're really kind of in the groove here with the three mistakes so much to say, especially about these decisions that you're going to make in your business. We're going to go into those in detail coming up. But in the meantime, I want you to make sure that you have signed up for the Profitable Practice Free course if you haven't already. Because like I've already said, we go into a lot of these concepts in more detail and you have more exercises to really take it to the next level. So if you haven't already, sign up for the free course at buildaprofitablepractice.com forward slash free. 
And of course, I will see you next week with even more. Bye, my friend. My friend, does growing your business over the summertime, the busiest three months of the year, seem possible to you? How about if I tell you you can do it in five to 10 hours each week? Uh, Yeah, I thought that would get your attention. Great. Behind the scenes here at the Profitable Nutritionist headquarters, we have been planning something really big for you. In fact, this is something we've never done before. A live challenge all about efficiency, time management, and delegating. The challenge officially starts on Monday, May 13th, and my friend, you are invited. During our five days together, plus some extras that I'm keeping as a surprise for now, you are actually going to be getting access to completely updated, brand new paid content from inside the Profitable Nutritionist program. And in this content, I teach you exactly how to structure your work for the next 90 days, including exactly what to focus on and how to lay out your calendar and your to-do list so it all gets done. We actually do an entire day's training on how to retrain your brain to procrastination-proof your top priority tasks. Those are the ones that make you the most money in the shortest amount of time, by the way. (laughs) Yes, you will walk away from this totally free challenge with a rock-solid plan for June, July, and August, all plugged in to a color-coded calendar system that is the stuff dreams are made of. The challenge is called Summertime 2.0. Again, it's brand new material to get you out of overwhelm so you can cruise into the busiest time of year feeling organized and focused while your business bank account balance just climbs up and up and up, hopefully while you are poolside or beachside. (laughs) I've taught free trainings before, but what I've never done is combine it with live Q&A, implementation sessions, coaching calls, and done-for-you resources. My friend, this is a totally different experience than anything we've ever done before. That is what you are getting in Summertime 2.0. I'm holding nothing back. Remember, this is actual paid content from inside my program, which you get a sneak peek into for five days straight. The dates are May 13th to the 19th. You are going to learn everything you need to know about time management, prioritizing, creating time boundaries, how to say no to people and opportunities that are costing you money in your business, and how to actually stick to your calendar and finish your to-do list each week including live Q&A with me where you can ask all of your questions. So do I have you sold? I sure hope so. <laughs> to register for the challenge, go to theprofitablenutritionist.com slash time, T-I-M-E. Remember, we officially start on May 13th. It goes through May 17th, but there are a few pre-party happenings going on. So make sure you register right now and don't miss out. The challenge is brand new material delivered in a completely new way that is going to have you loving the boring topic of time management. I promise. (laughs) And the best part is it's totally free. Register right now at theprofitablenutritionist.com slash time. 